All right, if you have your Bibles this morning, be turning to the book of Proverbs, please. Proverbs chapter number 29. Well, while you're turning there, <clears throat> said a man and his wife were having an argument about who should brew the coffee each morning. The wife said, you should do it because you get up first and then we don't have to wait as long to get our coffee. The husband said, you're in charge of cooking around here and you should do it because it's your job and I can just wait for my coffee. The wife replies, no, you should do it and besides, it is in the Bible that the man should do the coffee. The husband replies, I can't believe that, show me. So she fetched the Bible and opened the New Testament and showed him at the top of several pages that indeed it said he bruised. <laughs> Helped calm my nerves, amen. I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to preach. Um, like Brother Gravely said, this is our home church and outside salvation, this is one of the best things that ever happened to my family. Uh, we, were, we were wounded when we came here and God used this as a place for us to heal. So I'm thankful for the Lord for letting us come this way. I was talking to a guy a few weeks ago and he said, I just have trouble finding missions messages. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, the whole Bible's a missions book. Amen. Thank God that he came down here to redeem us to the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm about as nervous as I've ever been, so y'all... Y'all pray for us this morning. I want to read just one verse he, uh, in Proverbs chapter number 29 and verse number 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. A preacher stopped to get gas as he was traveling and across the street he uh, saw a church that looked like it was run down, abandoned. And curious, he decided to have a look. And he realized that it was no longer in use. As he turned to leave the auditorium where he was at, this verse was above the back doors with one notable exception. The W was missing. And it said this, Here there is no vision and people perish. My burden is for our own country. The gospel came to America from England and now England's a godless country. At one time, America was sending missionaries all around the world. Now, there are places that are sending missionaries here. And so my burden is for America. And I want to preach on this subject this morning on what happens when the W is missing. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this morning. And God, I need your help today. Uh, Lord, I do pray now that you'd calm my nerves and I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to preach to your people. Uh, God, share, Lord, my burden and I, I pray, Lord, that you'd give me utterance and liberty to preach. I pray that you'd take me as an instrument in your hand and use me now for your honor and for your glory. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I thought about uh, that statement, here there is no vision and the people perish. 
I, I thought about several things that start with W that uh, when our church start missing these things, our vision does depart. And the first thing that I thought about is when the W is missing, our witness is missing. Uh, we are living in a day and time when uh, old-fashioned witnessing has about went to the uh, sidelines. Uh, well, preacher, it, it bothers me. Anybody can give out a gospel tract. In fact, you don't even have to hand them to people. Just stuff them wherever you can go. Amen. Uh, next time you go to the grocery store, go buy all the beer cartons and put them in that. Amen. So uh, it's no big deal to witness. I started praying this prayer several years ago. Uh, God, give me opportunity to witness and make me aware when I have the opportunity. And you'd be amazed at how many times we let opportunity pass us by. Here's what he said in 2 Timothy chapter number two and verse number one. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Uh, one thing that amazes me is how far we have come in just 20 years. Uh, our country seems like it's on the downhill slide. Uh, we, uh, the Bible says there arose a generation that knew not the Lord. And I'm afraid that if we don't, I see it everywhere I go, these preachers will tell you, a lot of churches, there's nobody there anymore uh, but old people, and it's because we have failed to reach the next generation. Amen. Uh, we're not even keeping our own. Those that I've seen that have grown up in church and been in the house of God, and when they reach a certain age, they are leaving. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I've thought about Brother Kirkman. I, I've been praying for his family. Uh, when he first told me about going to Utah, uh, I thought about the fear that was in my heart uh, over him going out there and, and his girls marrying Mormons and uh, being took away from the face. Do you understand? Hey, you ought not just pray for your own kids. You ought to pray for this generation right here. Our witness. Well, you say, preacher, how can we witness? Well, we're missing our works, which bring glory to God. He said in the book of Matthew, chapter number five and verse number 14, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. I'm about tired of hearing what God looks on the heart. God does look on the heart. Uh, but the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. <coughs> the world we live in, they're looking at what's on the outside. And I'm afraid they're not seeing enough God in us to want what we've got. Amen. Uh, I've been using this illustration. My dad and me look so much alike that there are people that have thought I was him and he was me. We went somewhere, he introduced himself and then I introduced myself and he said, oh, are you his brother? I said, no, I'm not his brother. I'm his son, amen. <laughs> it's really bad. I took my brother with me one place. He's four years younger than me and Lady came out, I've been going there 20 years. She said, oh, are you Brother Steve's son? I said, no, that's my brother. 
I tickled dad. I told him either you look really young or I look really old and I'm afraid I know which one it is. But there's such a family resemblance. I mean, you can't deny that I belong to him. You understand? Uh, and that's the way it ought to be with us and the Lord. There ought to be such a family resemblance. Amen. Uh, Christ ought to be exuding from every pore of our body. Being a Christian is not just what we do on Sunday. It's what we are every day of the week. Amen. So our works which bring glory to God, that is our witness. The word which brings the gospel of God. He said this in Romans chapter number 10 in verse number 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. By the way, I still believe that. I run up on this guy the other day, he's talking about uh, being foreordained and elected and predestinated. He said, what do you think about it? I said, well, it's kind of like when I go fishing. When I go fishing, I'm fishing for anything that bites. Bass, crappie, catfish, brim, it does not matter. But once it bites my hook, it's predestined and foreordained what's going to happen to it. I'm going to eat it. Amen. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings, uh, glad tidings of good things. So we need to get back to just simply preaching the word of God. It's not stories. It's not, uh, I heard a guy the other day did not quote one verse of scripture, did not open his Bible, got up and told stories. Amen. You know, Brother Bobby upset me a little bit the other night. You know, we're all different. Uh, you know, I do use a lot of humor when I preach. Uh, and he really bothered me until he got to talking about tights. Gave me a mental picture that scarred me for life. Amen. But we're all different. Aren't you glad that God didn't call us all to be the same? Amen. Be a great day when you learn just to be who you are. Amen. But then I see our witness, our wonder which brings or which gives greatness to God. Amen. Here's what he said in Isaiah 43.10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there any be after me. I, even I, am the Lord and besides me there is no Savior. Several years ago we went out to the Grand Canyon and they had a little building there and that park ranger was talking about millions and billions of years how all those strata was formed. Well, sticking right up through all them strata was a petrified tree. So I asked him about it. He said, anybody got any questions? I said, yeah. I said, what about that tree? I said, how come it didn't decay? He said, well, we can't explain that. I said, I can. He made a big mistake. He gave me the floor, amen. 
And I started at the flood and I was between them and the door. Amen. Yep. <laughs> I talked about the greatness of God. Amen. Amen. Hey, all you got to do is look around everywhere we go. Amen. Uh, hey, people will say this to us frequently. Man, it's a beautiful day. Next time you say to them, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, we are to still, I've never got over the wonder of God. Do you understand? Hey, I'm telling you, we are to praise him for his wonder. Well, our witness, we've got over the way to God. Here's what he said in Luke 24, 46. He said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among the nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witnesses of these things. He tells in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. Hey, everywhere we go, we ought to be pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm about tired here and I, 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 I. It's not about us. It's about him, 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 him. Amen. We ought to be pointing. Hey, uh, I, I said, hey, I get a little tickled. People say, uh, they say, Brother Steve's going, we're going to turn Brother Steve loose. It's almost like they're going to open the cage door and let me out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Preacher said that's about right. Amen. But uh, the same way that we got in is the same way other people will get in. It still works today. Amen. Hey, if we'll just point them to him, tell them, you know, really the only thing they can't argue with is what God did for you. Amen. How God saved you. Amen. Well, when the W is missing, our witness is missing. When the W is missing, the word of God is missing. It said there in Proverbs, he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Amen. Hey, his words or his commandments are not grievous. Amen. Uh, You know, he said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. Hey, the reason we're losing so many people in our churches is we have lost our witness even in our own crowd. Amen. Uh, Hey, not only that, but we've lost the word of God. Hey, it's still, what do we got for our young people? Preaching. What we got for our little kids? Preaching. Amen. Preaching will still, it's not programs, it's not promotions, it's the preaching of the word of God. That's how I got in. Amen. I remember as a kid, I loved old-fashioned leather lung, hellfire and brimstone preaching. Amen. Those were my favorite preachers. Amen. You understand what I'm telling you today? It's still the word of God that will get the job done. Years ago, I I saw a guy came in. I was already up and uh, he was mad. And I'm thinking, boy, I wonder what his problem is. And he sat there, arms folded. I mean, you could tell he was upset. And I just preached and I thought, "I, I don't know what his problem is, but I hope it ain't with me. Big guy. After church, he got saved that night. 
After church, he came by the back door. He said, preacher, I want you to know I came to church to whip you tonight. I'm thinking, what I do? I ain't ever seen you before. He said, my wife got saved earlier this week. Said, made me mad, amen. You say, preacher, what happened? He came, heard the word, amen. And that hammer of the gospel kept beating on him, amen, until it broke him, amen. Well, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hey, when the W is missing, when the word of God is missing in our life, our devotion decays. You understand? Uh, I was telling somebody, the young people don't know nothing about this, but we used to write things called letters. Now we got email and text. But when me and my wife were dating, uh, I was in college and we had a mail, a post office there, and I would go in there and open that box up and before I ever reached in there, I knew there was one in there from her because you could smell that thing for four city blocks. <laughs> Them women know how to do that. They perfume that thing all up, you know. But when we wasn't together, I'd take them out and I'd read them. And it'd tell me how much she loved me. And, and you know, when I got to feeling down, hey, well, that's what the Bible is, amen. It's a love letter from God to us. I can't tell you how many times I've opened this book and it's as if God himself sat down and wrote it to me this morning for right where I'm at and right what I'm going through. Amen. Here's what he said in Matthew 24, 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Hey, we are, it's kind of like when, you, when, we, when you're dating, I, I used to break my neck to open the car door for my wife. A few years ago, I was backing up. She said, wait, I'm not in yet. <laughs> Boy, I wish you could see what I see. <clears throat> You know what? We get to where we take them for granted. And it's the same way with the Lord. After we've been saved some period of time, if we're not careful, we'll get to where we take God for granted. We'll forget where he found us at. We'll forget what he's done for us. That's right. This Bible will keep you from sin, but sin will keep you from this Bible. It says this in 2 Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So when the word of God is missing, our devotion decays. Not only that, but knowledge is destroyed. Here's what he said in Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I also will reject thee, that thou shalt be no more priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, I also will forget thy children. What you do not use, you lose. Amen. So for a lack of knowledge, 
Hey, uh, I don't understand why they can't see. They took the Bible out of our schools and they wonder why our kids act like animals. We've taught them to act like animals. Amen. Hey, uh, the Ten Commandments is just ten good rules to live by. Amen. For no other reason they ought to keep them. But uh, this matter of of knowledge being destroyed, uh, people are not getting smarter, they're getting dumber. Amen. When it comes to God, we are to impart knowledge. You understand? We're to teach. It's not enough for them just to sit in church. We need to teach them and train them. Amen. You understand? Uh, that Where it says train up a child in the way he should go, that does not mean that he's going to get uh, everything right. It means this. Uh, it don't even mean uh, that they may come back eventually. What it does mean is this. They will never get away from what they were taught and trained. Amen. Amen. Brother David Wells' boy memorized a bunch of Bible. I mean, I'm talking about books and books and books. Then got away from the Lord. Brother David said he's at home three o'clock in the morning. The phone rang. It said, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. He said, what do you mean? It was his boy. He said, I lay here at night and I can't even sleep for the Bible running through my mind. Amen. Amen. Holiness declines. When we don't stay in the Bible, holiness declines. You know, holiness is still a good word. Amen. Uh, The Lord, if he'd have said it once, that'd have been enough. But he said three times, be ye holy for I am holy. Holy. Well, let me move on. When the W is missing, weeping is missing. We've got to where we don't cry anymore over nothing. We ought to cry over the degradation of society. I don't know about you, but it bothers me that we kill a million and a half babies a year in this country. It's not abortion, it's murder. Amen. It bothers me uh, that this uh, matter, you know, they call it an alternate lifestyle. God calls it sodomy. Amen. You understand? Uh, but there's no weeping over the deplorableness of, uh, you know, of what is going on all around us. Uh, we are confronted. You can't even drive down the freeway uh, without seeing it on billboards, the degradation of society on every hand. We ought to be weeping over that. We ought to be weeping over the deplorableness of sin. He said this in Matthew 24, 37, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days uh, that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Hey, there's nothing that was going on in Noah's day that's not going on today. Amen. Sin ought to bother us. Hey, I tell you, we've grown accustomed to it. Like, tell me, nine out of the top ten television shows have sodomite on them. And we've got to where we laugh at it. I don't think it's funny. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We have become so callous to sin that it does not bother us anymore. Amen. Hey, there's no weeping over the deplorableness of sin. In fact, we make fun of it now. Amen. That's right. Well, we ought to be weeping over the desperate need of sinners. 
Here's what he said in 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not seen, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate or abusers themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, or, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Thank God for that next verse. And such were some of you. Hey, I'm glad God reached out. You know, we get the idea sometimes that we reached up and God reached down. We didn't do no reaching. A dead man can't do anything to change his situation or his circumstances. God reached down further than we could reach at all. Amen. You understand? And saved us by his marvelous grace. When's the last time you shed a tear over a sinner? Used to when lost people would come to church the altar would fill with saved people for no other reason than they were praying for conviction and for salvation of the lost people that were there. For sake of time, let me give you this last one. When the W is missing, worship is missing. You want to know why a lot of our churches are dying? They're already dead, as a matter of fact. I was preaching at church the other day and had a guy die. They carried out 12 before they got the right one. <laughs> Have you preached there? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm talking about worship. Oh, you know, let everything hath breath. Praise the Lord. Yeah. We wonder why we're losing them to these charismatics. I believe as the pastor said this, we've got truth and no spirit and they've got spirit and no truth. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? You, you can't, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. That's right. That's right. When I was pastoring, I had a guy came up to me and said, I don't believe in all that emotionalism. I went to the ball game on Friday night and guess what he was doing? Yeah. Running up and down the sidelines acting like a complete fool. I went down to one end and waited on him. When he came down there, I grabbed him by a shirt. I said, uh, I, I said, I thought you didn't believe in all that emotionalism. He said, this is different. I said, you're exactly right. You're shouting about something that don't amount to a hill of beans that ain't nobody gonna remember 50 years from now. We're shouting because we're saved on our way to heaven, not going to hell, just gonna live forever. You better believe there's a big difference. Worship. Decisions are missing. Hey, when somebody gets saved, there ought to be a joy. The closest thing, if I, you know, I enjoyed salvation so much the first time. If I could do it again, I would. But you can't. But the closest thing you can experience to it is when you get to lead somebody else to the Lord. Amen. Hey, uh, people get saved and we sit there like a bump on a pickle. Amen. Hey, there ought to be rejoicing that another sin, uh, another sinner has got in. Amen. Decisions are missing. Delight is missing. He said this in Psalms 29 too. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalms 96, 9. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. 
He shall judge the people righteously. Hey, I'm talking about we ought to have the light. Hey, I'm not a morning person. I don't do mornings. These guys talk about getting up at 4.30. There ain't no good reason to get out of bed at no 4.30 in the morning. You know, that used to really bother me. Those that seek me early shall find me until I realized you can't get much earlier than one minute after midnight and I'm usually up. Yeah, man. So I'm ahead of you, buddy. Yeah, man. I don't jump out of bed in the morning and go, woo, another day. <laughs> My brother always got up singing. I always wanted to slap him. Amen. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's different when I get to come to the house of God. You understand what I'm talking about? I don't say, oh boy, I have to go to church again. I say, glory to God, hallelujah, tonight's church. One of my buddies asked me, I was staying at his house, and he said, why do you go to church so much? I said, it takes a lot of preaching to keep me right. Amen. I like church. Hey, I'm addicted to it. I gotta have it. When I had that bad accident several years ago, I laid on my couch for four and a half months. Finally, I hobbled in and sat right back there where Miss Nolita's sitting on that first row uh, back there in the very back. Preacher come back there and shook my hand. He's glad to see me. Amen. And then he told my wife, he said, he don't need to be here. He looks like death warmed over. Amen. But I done had all I could take. You understand? I wanted to come to the house of God. Amen. Well, let me give you one last one. Decisions are missing. Delight is missing. Discovery is missing. When we worship God, I never get amazed. He just keeps showing us new things and new things. You know, Paul told that crowd over there on Mars Hill, he said, him who you, they had a a monument to the unknown God. He said, him whom you worship ignorantly, declare I unto you, amen. Hey, I I never get over, you'll always be amazed at what you discover when you come to church and when you worship God. Amen. Amen. Well, I've learned several things this week. I've learned I don't want to see Brother Bobby in tights. <laughs> Brother Sasser talked the other morning about sleeping with the dead. I was sitting back there, I went, uh-uh. I ain't sleeping with no dead people, Amen. But I'm concerned. I don't, I don't want this to, we're just one generation away. This is one of the greatest churches in the country. But we're just one generation away from losing this place. You understand what I'm talking about? Here there is no vision. If we ever get to the point where we don't have any vision, we're done for. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the preaching of the Word of God this morning. I do pray, God, you'd help in the furtherance of the service now. We'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.